Well, good morning, all you beautiful peahens and peacocks. It's the 17th of January. You're listening to Jason in the Morning on AM 1321, so I guess that makes me Jason. So welcome to you. If it's your first time listening to us, we try to give you a couple stories from the last 24 hours in less than 15 minutes to get you on your way. Now, sometimes we get you on your way before you're on your way. Sometimes in the middle of the day, it just depends on kind of where we're stroking on that day. So we'll get it out to you. We'll get going this morning after Webster's Wheel gets us kicked off. It's your Tuesday. You're terrific. You're tantric. You're C tantalizing, whatever it needs to be for you. We're going to give you some updates this morning talking about the chat, GPT, other pieces. We're going to talk about schools in Kentucky and worries about safety and a controversial statue over the Martin Luther King weekend. We'll be right back. Webster's Wheel, get us going. to the A-side. We are sitting here, we're looking at a story that was covered by Kali Huang out of San Francisco. She interviewed 30 professors talking about this chat GPT tool that we talked about. Now, we've been talking about this for a little bit because professors were all up in arms before the semester started of what are we going to do? Because we can't have students sitting here, you know, working these robots and chat bots, getting them through the semester. No, no, no. And then, there was a bit of, I think it was probably propaganda of, oh, we, we have the code. We're, we're going to figure out if, uh, if you've been cheating using G- chat GPT. But remember, and this is why this story pleases me so much, just well done uh, by some of these professors that have, have spoken up. Very much in the minority, trust me. But we have told you these are more of instruments. And looking at this story and, and looking at the other things surrounding it, we found there's actually two more different AI tools, and man, these things are blossoming uh, that we haven't even looked at yet. So we're going to have to look at those and report on them as well. We've been going deep into character.ai as well, trying to see if we can train a character to get it to learn, to get it to remember. Uh, memory, if you didn't know, is a key critical piece uh, in your learning. You know, We used to think about memory as something that we put into a shelf or a filing cabinet and when we need something we go and pull it out but rather it's more like a series of pathways and connections and you know if you think about wearing out a footpath on a trail or across let's say you have a field of grass you know and and you can see where people have gone or animals have gone because they've worn that path out and that's why the more that you think of something the more you re-experience a memory the more deep the pathway becomes in your cognitive process. So, I don't know, it's kind of an experiment of, can you teach these things how to learn? Maybe, perhaps, maybe not. We'll figure that out and we'll follow up with you on that one. But moving forward, in this one with ChatGPT, the instructors in this one, one 
uh, Anthony Allman out of Northern Michigan University said that he, quote, read the best paper in the world, end quote. And then he said, wait a minute, this is likely a problem. So he asked the student and after, you know, talking with the student, the student admitted to using ChatGPT to write their paper. And he, you know, at first he's confused, he's alarmed, he's troubled by this discovery. But he said, you know, and this is the key, folks. This is the key because he said he didn't panic and then ban, you know, all these things and jump on a high rope. He said, you know, there's ways that we now have to figure this out. Basically saying, look, you know, and it's kind of what we've been saying. These things are instruments, they're tools. You can either learn how to use them and incorporate them or you can be left behind because this stuff's not going away. Trust me. Now that people know these things are out there, they can be used. They're just like, you know, virtual assistants or, uh, you know, Alexas and series. They're not going away. Right. So what he talks about is, well, maybe we have to change his instructors. I'm like, that is brilliant. That's exactly what needs to happen. Right. He says, quote, what's happening in class is no longer going to be. And so what they talk about is, well, maybe maybe we don't base everything on essays or maybe they're not take home assignments. Maybe we do it in the classroom. And one one professor went so far. He's like, maybe I we go back to handwriting. Right. In the classroom. One was brilliant, said, you know, why don't we do the rough drafts in class and then they can edit at home, but have to explain their edits. I like it. But the biggest thing and the theme behind this story isn't let's get rid of it. It's how do we work in a world with this? Another example was maybe we go ahead and we just use it. We just blatantly go in and use it because then and if you've used these tools, just as we've been using over the past week or so, is you have to understand that very small tweaks to the AI can cause significant changes. So it, there is an art to the science of working with the artificial intelligence. So he said, maybe, you know, let them, you know, and then ask them what were the prompts that you gave it? Let's compare the responses that different AIs gave. Why can we trust one? Why can we trust the other? What was the difference in the prompt, right? How would you go about using this? goes back to the age-old adage of just ask better questions, right? That's exciting. I think they're on the right path. You know, and those instructors, I'm telling you, the ones that figure this out, the ones that adopt this, instead of holding it off, they're going to be more successful. Speaking of successful, we're going to get to it. We'll be back on the B-side. On the B side for you. This one's an interesting one for a number of reasons. Uh, this is a story in the Associated Press by Corky Samasco. Uh, so there was a school in Kentucky in Boone County uh, where a student, a 14-year-old, had a kill list um, against other teachers, students in the school. But then the Board of Education let the student go back to school. The student was charged with second-degree terroristic threats and they let him go back. Parents are outraged. Some parents have removed their students from the school. The principal, Andy Wyckoff, uh, this is Connor High School's principal, says, you know, I, that, you know, just has to 
you know, go with what the board says, right? And he's saying, I don't make policy. I, I just support, you know, whatever decisions they make. One parent says, you know, this is ridiculous. You know, when the student, ha- the, uh, the other teen has an active kill list, right? Losing their minds and, and getting uh, all upset about these things, which rightly so. He says, when, quote, when I received the call from the principal, it was emotionally devastating. All I could think about was my child was in danger when they did nothing wrong, according to Rob Bottleman, one of the parents in the story. But an interesting piece to this story before before people go, you know, launching off at the principal, the principal's own child goes to the school. He didn't pull his son, his, his child out and said, hey, I'm leaving my child in this school. I support the school and the principal. Uh, kids are safe. We have measures in, ta- in place. Um, and... Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going forward. So kind of in a rock and hard place for him, but maybe there's more to this story that we don't know. Maybe, maybe the child has no access, uh, to weapons. Maybe they've already been monitored. I don't know. But in this case, I mean, if the principal's letting his own kid, maybe that's the way we got to be. Out of multiple sources, but we followed the one by Justin Gamble and Nicole Chavez out of CNN. Uh, there was a lot, a lot of commentary about the unveiling of a statue on Friday in Boston Common uh, that was supposed to honor the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King and his wife, Coretta Scott King. Uh, He had given a speech there in 1965, and there was a a photograph in 1964 of Martin Luther King Jr. uh, and his wife hugging after he won the Nobel Peace Prize. The art was said to have cost millions. It was designed by Hank Willis Thomas, but all it features is the couple's arms. There's, there's no faces. There's no head. Uh, people have been making memes about this, saying other things that it looks like, um, and just saying that it was insulting uh, to the family and just very, very upset. Um, and and so and there's a lot of other things that it says it looks like, but we're going we're gonna to keep it clean uh, here on the show. But you, you can go see the pictures and all the criticism there. Um but the interesting thing, and again, kind of like the principal story, according to Martin Luther King III, he says, quote, I think that's a huge rep- representation of bringing people back together. I think the artist did a great job. I'm satisfied. Yeah, it didn't have my mom and dad's images, but it represents something that brings people together. And in this time, day and age, when there's so much division, we need symbols that talk about bringing us together. I think very, very fine words um, from his son. And just, you know, I mean, come on, we're all going to be upset about what, right? I don't know. I'm sure somebody looked at the draft before, or at least I don't know, I think. All right, in sports yesterday, big one was Cowboys, finally. They had not beaten Tom Brady at all, ever, period, end of sentence. They went on to thump him 31-14. to The big story of the day was uh, the kicker who Maher had missed four straight extra points. Didn't end up mattering. Uh, 31 to 14, the final there. Kadith over Elche, or excuse me, tied one apiece to Elche. Bruins big, 6-0 over the Flyers. Panthers 4-1 over the Sabres. Avalanche 6-3 over the Red Wings. Devils, Lightning, Stars, Rangers, Penguins. Capitals in overtime over the Islanders. Predators 2-1 over the Flames. Blues 2-1 over the Senators. In men's basketball, College of Charleston climbing up the ranks at 18th. 82 to 54 over William and Mary. Miami winners on the rebound uh, after losing their previous game as well. 
in Serie A Empoli over Sampdoria 1-0 in Liga MX Leon over Nikas and uh, that's what we've got Australian Open's going big uh, they have banned the use of Russian flags on site uh, in light of the invasion that's what we've got for you going today we're going to get you back out today as always we're brought to you by Linda's Library for Socialites and Savages Julia's Prudent Produce Bernard's Obstacle Golf Winston's Editing Services Heathcliff's Captivating Lodging Fire Protection by Montag and Long Walks by Clarice that's what we've got for you we'll talk to you tomorrow as always be good to each other be good to yourselves be a good human Jason in the morning we're out of here Thank you.